0: Hello and welcome back, I am your host Tracy Duke and this is the brand new season of the Dare to Dream podcast. Designed with a new year, positive vibes and goal setting in mind, we want this episode to challenge your thinking, inspire you and get you truly focused on what's possible for the year ahead. Now in season four of the podcast, we're continuing to explore high performance and asking the question, are we all truly capable of achieving extraordinary success? And if so, how do we do it? But before we dive into this week's conversation, here's a short sound soundbite from last week's chat with Professor Damien Hughes of the High Performance Podcast.
1: Everybody has good days and everybody's going to have bad days. But I think high performance is where that gap between your best day and your worst day is narrower than everybody else's. Yeah. And I think what that then leads to is that you're able to understand what makes you good at what you do, but equally, it internalizes it and gives you the locus of control that says you know how to fix it because you've got self-awareness remarkably quickly. So that answer of um, the gap between your best and worst they be nowhere than everyone else's contains an awful lot of elements of high performance.
0: And this one has had me thinking all week, challenging my own perceptions and beliefs on a profound level Um, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full interview yet please go ahead you will be so glad you did. Now my guest today is someone who is right there with Damien's thinking and as with previous conversations with Chris there was no hesitation in diving deep with this one right from the off and here's what you can expect.
1: It's hard to beat the person that doesn't give up. I think you know through through perseverance and persistence invariably you, you can achieve things that perhaps you didn't think were achievable. I'm, I'm a big fan of David Brailsford's incremental goal, incremental uh, improvement, you know, the one percenters. Yeah. And I think that if if you look at, if you stand there and look at climbing Mount Everest, it's bloody horrible. But if you look at walking a hundred yards and then picking your head up and having a look, and you do that 26, 2,600 times, you climb Mount Everest. So. Yeah. If you break things down into manageable chunks, uh, I, think, I think that's one of the big things.
0: So Chris Bentley is a man I once described as being the heart and soul of 2020 Premiership and European champions, Exeter Chiefs. And whilst he hung up his professional boots a good few years ago now, to this day I stand by the belief and see him and his teammates at the time as having paved the way for the extraordinary success the team is now seeing across Europe. Through a graduate of Liverpool University, you'll find the influence from his honors degree in philosophy filtering through every area of his life. From his work as a columnist to his business endeavors right through to his late night fireside chats with trailblazers from every genre. Now this conversation is no different, but before we get into this episode, here's a quick reminder of our course, Meditation The Game Changer. It's a powerful 10 module deep dive into the practice of meditation the non-negotiable tool of high achievers across the world. Head on over to Teachable or Udemy to check it out. Try our complimentary module, Taster Session, enroll and, and kickstart your new year with some real focus. We'll put all the links in the notes for you. And now a huge welcome to my guest, Chris Bentley. Chris, it is an honor to finally welcome you to the podcast. We've been trying to do this for a while or chat for a while, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I think I think so. And hello, Tracy. How are you?
0: I'm very good, thank you. (laughs) Um, So, Chris, I know you're a huge fan of the High Performance Podcast. We've just been having a quick chat about it before recording. So I'm going to open this chat with that quote from Damien's interview. And the understanding that high performers typically spend shorter periods of time between their good and their bad days. Now, I've known you for a few years now, and I know that you will have experienced both um with some particularly dark days after your playing career ended but how did you get back from that place of darkness and you know what now makes a great day for you
1: well every day is a great day um and yeah i mean it 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 was it was difficult when i went from being a rugby player i I was a 13 year professional rugby player um and my epitaph reads that i didn't make it to the top of the tree but i was in high branches i got i got chains next to some of the best Um, protagonists of of the second row play in the world so I played with Chris Jack in New Zealand Jerome Thion in France, Scott Murray in Scotland uh, and then Legion of Second Rows at Exeter Chiefs my seven years there so I I did quite well and and I identified as Chris the rugby player for 20 years of my life so as a a young man from the age of about 14 I was adamant I was going to be a rugby player and at that point I was going to play rugby league because rugby union wasn't professional Um, and then I, I I transferred I became a rugby player 13 years pro as Chris the rugby player and then when the bereavement came I'm now Chris I'm not a rugby player And am within six months of leaving the game um, I, uh, I, I'm i yesterday's news the phone's not ringing as much and what have you it's, it's a difficult place to be yeah. um, and I certainly had a tough time and I'm on record with the time when I actually got told I wasn't getting renewed as a player, my job, and I had a complete breakdown on the pitch in front of everybody. Okay. Uh, ended up having a fight, I uh, got sent in from training, falling my eyes out on a coach's shoulder. Um, but I think, I think the, the, best, the best point to, to make, uh, and, and what you'll get from me throughout this conversation is I, I don't have many original thoughts, I don't think there are any many original thoughts to be had, but I, I relate the wisdom of other people that uh, I've extrapolated and applied to myself. And um, Laura Penhall, who's well worth looking up, yeah. uh, was the skipper of the first women's team, even though it was the first team ever to row across the Pacific, Pacific, uh, 90 days in a boat. Yeah. And she said, you know, sometimes when you're having a tough time, just keep going and, and, and appreciate that it's going to end. Um, and, and there's many different, um, anecdotes that people can give you know the rainbow comes after the storm the darkest hour it's just before the dawn whatever it may be
0: yeah uh,
1: just keep on and Winston Churchill when you are going through hell keep going so I had a tough time of it um, absolutely but you push through and, and then you look back and and it's 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 from those scars you actually become stronger scar, scar tissue as, as you see on my chin it heals a lot stronger than normal uh,
0: skin. So you, wear, you
1: wear it as a badge of honor and, I, I, and I'm happy to converse about it with anybody at any time yeah. Uh, I've, I've taken ownership of that transition
0: we were talking earlier about the um, kind of thinking and teachings of Joseph Campbell and the idea of the journey and the journey being a process which starts with the dream which then goes on to taking that leap which then moves on to the challenges and the difficulties then it's the progress so after you've learnt. Um, and then arriving an achievement, and then it's starting all over again. Mm-hmm. which is um, but you start from a stronger, wiser place, depending on who you've brought into your circle, who you've trusted, who you're listening to, that determines where your mindset is, would you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah, but well, I mean with, with, with regards to the journey, and it's something that became very prevalent um towards the end of my career as a rugby player and and, and something that i i look back to a, a module i did on nihilism nihilists um and schopenhauer uh, who said that life is essentially suffering or boredom um so you, you're either in a state of sufferance because you're aspirational towards a goal and you're not at the goal so you, you're suffering or you've achieved the goal and you're bored um, and, and his attitude was you, you may as well contemplate suicide because th- these are the two states that you're going to be struggling with but I think w- what you are going to do is look at the journey and go well how can I take pleasure from the journey because uh, well, one thing that one thing that's has become very 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 much important in my life is I'm, I'm not I'm not a hedonist because hedonic pleasure is very difficult to replicate and keep so uh, hedonic pleasure real simple pleasure of taste i like mars bars so i'm gonna eat mars bars all day every day well within a few days um you're gonna have lost the taste for mars bars and you're gonna be fat and it's not gonna be helping you so if you if you chase hedonic pleasure these instant super pleasures straight away you, you're not going to be happy very quickly it's going to be difficult but if you can if you can dampen down a bit and find happiness in in slightly less um Base elements and, and and what have you, then you're actually going to find happiness all the time, and and uh, I'm deviating away from the question because I, I've almost got this agenda that I need to push because <laughs> I, I am I am an extrovert and we're, we're in the middle of lockdown and most of my work is achieved through being in front of people, talking to people, face to face communication. Zo- Zoom has been like kryptonite to me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, March last year, I think a lot of people would have gone, well, Chris Bentley's gonna have a tough time of it. And I, I'm actually now in the middle of the third lockdown and we have no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm actually really happy, I'm really robust and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to friends consistently and regularly on, on, on rugby WhatsApp groups, on all sorts. I'm, I'm picking guys up and dusting them down because the tools that I've taken and applied, they're really working and, and, and I'm looking at it. I'm really quite happy. <laughs>
0: what well let's let's go there then which what tools are you using and why are you happy i mean i i get you i actually feel very similar in in a sense that i feel that the pressure has been removed a little bit at the moment but for you is is that similar do you feel the pressures off
1: well i I mean you you refer back to my former life as a rugby player and now you win and die every week you know it's it's binary you win and lose every week and and you win and lose at the beginning of the week if you're selected for a team and you win and lose at the end of the week when you play a game of rugby. Well, now I don't have those binary moments because there isn't a game played every weekend and I'm not getting picked every Monday, Tuesday. So straight away, I'm stepping back and I, I'm looking at things and I'm just gaining a bit of perspective and going, well, where, where is the validation going to come from? What, what matters? Okay. Um, and, and I think the most important thing for me was to put a mirror up and look at myself and go, what does matter? Um, and and this is there's, there's something there's, there's a thought there's a thought process that I've been going through recently. Um, I know nothing about my great great grandparents, not a thing. Okay. And I'm fairly confident that my great great grandchildren will know nothing about me. So when you consider the time that we exist within, it's it's tiny, it's minuscule, it's it's, it's of no relevance to. The, to the nature of the universe. So I should I mean, you put, a pre, you, you put a precursor at the beginning of this podcast. Um, I, I do have a tendency to go deep fast, but when you look at how insignificant anything is, nothing really matters. So you apply that next to Maslow's critical needs. Well, we're fine. I, I have food, I have shelter. You know, no one in the UK ever starves to death. In, in the lottery of life, I've already won a major prize to live where I live. I'm secure, nothing's gonna go wrong. So then you'd stand back and go, well, what matters? What, why, what, why am I putting any pressure on myself? Uh, and ultimately, I'm really, this is all insignificant. And, and the insignificance, I mean that as a positive thing, because when you see that, there's no, there's no need to, to worry about so much of the, the propaganda and the media and, and the messaging that we're given about, you need this to be good, you need this to be strong. And, and you mentioned it in the previous podcast about how um, marketing i'm in marketing now and, and and it's very cynical because you have to create a desire to sell a product to people and the easiest way to do that is, is to push negativities just get beyond that and and, and find your happiness in real simple things and, and and referring back to my philosophical uh leanings you know be, be, be a bit epi- epicurean it's, it's a break off from stoicism because the stoics are a bit miserable um be, be a bit epicurean find, find your pleasures in some simple things Yes. Um, and and I've, I, I did a conversation recently with Alexis Bowater, and I said, you know, one one of my greatest pleasures is having a slice of buttered toast, slight just slight slightly warm bread with salted butter, and you spread that on your toast, and you look at it, and you what? It's visibly, it's nice to look at, and it has to be salted butter because you want to know that it's not really good for you, I like that, I like that bit as well, uh, and then take the time to savor it, savor every chew, and go, how nice is that? Yeah. And, and the fact that I can find a huge amount of pleasure in something simple yeah. brilliant, it's absolutely brilliant and, and where does this come from I, I will let you ask a question in a minute but I do like having a bit of a monologue yeah. Paul Dolan and anybody that's listening and if you have not heard of Paul Dolan get a pen and paper write it down Paul Dolan uh, he is amazing happiness professor from the London School of Economics and I'm, I'm wearing um clear frame spectacles almost as a mark of honor to him because he's, he's edgy as anything. Um, and his pleasure and purpose principle for me is, is something that I apply pretty much every day. Um, and to paraphrase, happiness is pleasure and purpose through time. You have to swing a pendulum. You have to have purpose and you have to have pleasure. And if you can have both of those, um, you're gonna be a happy person. And the key is not to swing too hard into pleasure, which invariably people take hedonic pleasure, not to swing too far into purpose. However, if you want to have high pleasures, you want to go on a holiday to Antigua and you want to do all-inclusive, fine, first class, you're going to have to have a fair bit of purpose to, to warrant that. Yes.
0: Um,
1: and, and if you swing that pendulum, what I've, what I've done is I've said, well, let's swing the pendulum a little bit smaller and let's find smaller. you know, if I, if I do a bit of work and earn a bit of money, I can buy that loaf of bread and have that salted butter and I can have a really nice taste how good is that and take a moment to just take stock of how lucky i am to be where i am and and then go these simple things can give me so much happiness yeah and, and in a world where it's all going a bit crazy at the moment just just step back and go no i'm okay
0: it's finding the perspective isn't it
1: oh big thing yeah perspective perspective is a big thing yeah
0: yeah and gratitude and that's that's got a really strong theme there and what you've just said the idea well, of just being grateful for what we have, not what we haven't got.
1: Vicky Barnes, okay. and she's a uh, psychology expert all about happiness. We have a negativity bias. Uh, so this comes back from our time on the Savannah. Um, if, if our friend got eaten by a saber-toothed tiger, your brain goes, whoa, stay away from saber-toothed tigers or you'll die. If your friend ate a berry and they died, don't eat that berry or die. If they're buried and they lived, well, that's okay. Um, we, we, we learn behaviors of things that will be bad for us and they're inherent within us. So our, our human our human psyche is 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 geared to a negativity bias. We we have things that we refer back to the marketing, negativity bias. You can overcome it. And the neurons in your brain, the neurons that fire together, wire together. And 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 scientists that are much wiser than me have shown that if you push positivity, you will become positive. And, and this gratitude. It sounds ridiculous, and I'm a record repeating. T- Tony Robbins, the American, woo let's do this. You know, he says, when you wake up in the morning, think, ruminate on three things you're grateful for. Uh, and really ruminate on it, you know, meditate on uh, And, and if, if you're on top of the world and everything is great, then you can have great things to meditate about. If it's not so well, my, my dad is big quote, the gift is life. Be grateful that you're alive, be grateful that you're breathing, be grateful that you can see or you can hear or you can taste or you can move. And really give yourself some time to think about these things, simple things. And and suddenly what happens is neurons in your brain will start to fire positive pathways and you'll become inherently a positive person. And at first, it's really awkward and it's really difficult, what is this? But then if you give it time, these pathways start to fire and you become instinctively a positive person you become a cup half full person and 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 it's 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 these simple mantras that you practice and and again if you do it just before bed ruminate on some of the good things that have happened in your day you will influence your 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 sleeping brain into a more positive state
0: yeah
1: and and i I used to think this all wishy-washy and then i thought well i'll give it a go and suddenly i'm like yeah it's true I'm bouncing around and I'm happy and you know I'm, I'm grateful for simple things and, and the, the ridiculous thing is you know, one of the best films ever made It's a Wonderful Life or, uh, and anyone that hasn't seen it go and see it it's black and white but, and it, it's twee as anything it's a great film just you know the, just the gratitude just, because what does it matter and, uh, and with regards to what does it matter this is, this is another brilliant one that everyone needs to look at some of the things I talk about might be dark but you'll find positivity in it. There's a, there's a group of Buddhist monks in America, and they've created a, an app called We Croak. And it's not about um, rabbits, it's, it's the We Croak app. You get a Buddhist affirmation every day that you're going to die. And when you take stock of the fact that ultimately, you know, you, you have this finite period you're going to live, and, and within three or four generations, pretty much all of us are forgotten. <laughs> what matters? and 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 so you know take stock of the things that really matter to you and enjoy them and 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 ruminate on them and think about them and cherish them and and, and then you find yourself in in just a completely different mindset
0: is this a natural process for you now a a natural state that you get into or do you have to work hard every day to keep yourself there
1: oh james clear Atomic Habits. See, I'll keep quoting them. So Habit Stack, you, you you form these habits and then it's just something that you do. So you know, part of my routine, weekdays, I get up, I put a positive quote on my Instagram because I've, I've loved quotes, always loved quotations since I was a youngster. And I'll put one of the positive quotes up. I'll sit and I'll have a think about that positive quote. I'll ruminate on that and I'll think, but well, how can I apply that to my life? And at the moment, I'm putting quotes up Pretty much regularly, if you're on Instagram at CC Bentos, check it out. Uh, love, love to grow that one. Um, it's just pushing positivity. And so, so you've got that positive quote, you're thinking on it, you ruminate on it. Then on a weekday, I drag myself across to my rowing machine. I do 10,000 meters rowing, listening to a podcast. And, and that for me, I get into this sort of almost transcendental meditative state because physically I, I just get a bit lost. Uh, after about 2,000 meters, after about seven and a half minutes, my brain. Is, is switched off to the fizz and I'm just listening to somebody talking on a podcast and I have fun. I, 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 I do inspirational podcasts, business podcasts. Uh, the Adam Buxton podcast is one of the funniest podcasts you can ever listen to. I've listened to him. Um, and, and, and I just try and expand the brain in this, in this sort of state I get myself into. And then I get off the road of machine and go, right, I've sent some positivity out into the world. I've improved my lung capacity and physically I'm a bit better. I've improved my brain I've started my day well. So it doesn't matter what happens now, I'm already on an achievement path. This is James Clear, I've done, th- there's three good habits, they stack. I'm doing good, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. I'm now, I, I stack on top of that. And, and and you're in a good place. And, and my, my wife, she sees me as a bit wishy-washy, but she's, put, she's bought into it. Her thing every morning now, she gets up and makes the bed, which is from the American military. She started the day with an achievement. So if nothing else happened, it's a good achievement to start the day and, 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 and you know, start your day the right way. So the habits are now ingrained. I now feel responsible to my... For the first, for the first um, month of my rowing expedition, I put my scores on my Instagram page because, uh, and people were interacting with me because I needed the affirmation and I needed the accountability. Now I'm accountable to myself. So I don't actually tell anybody. I just do it for myself. Well, I'm telling you now. So it, 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 it doesn't really happen unless you tell someone. But um, I'm accountable to myself every day. So I know I've got to do it. And and instantly I'm in this positive mindset. So the negativity bias that's inherent within everybody, I'm fighting hard against that stream Mm -hmm. Um, and it puts me in a good place. When I was 18, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to be educated and, um, I got my philosophy degree and it was bonkers. And I was a rugby player and I was in my tracksuit and I was in my protein shakes and all this stuff. And everybody else was in tie dye and smelling the marijuana. But, but it just opened my mind up to a bit of thought. And, and yeah. I, I, it stayed with me. And, and, and when I was in the hyper-masculine environment of rugby union, I had to temper it because the critical mass is absolutely as it is. And you can't, you can't fart against thunder, it Is as it is. But as I've come out of it now, and as I've left the environment entirely now, you know, the last three years I've been out of the rugby club, I, I'm free to think and, and allow myself to grow, mm. become my own man. And, and I'm really happy. I'm really pleased to see that this developmental pathway I'm on, I'm a, I'm a different, there's still, I'm still Frank the Tank, put a few pints in me and I'm crazy and I want to get drunk and throw people around. But uh, I, I'm looking at it and, and you know, the, the thing about the, 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 the three generations absolutely categorically has been a recent thought of mine i'm like yeah it's true i mean what do you know anything about your great great grandparents
0: i know very little i want to know more now though yeah
1: but but this is the point is what is you know because you talk about legacy well what is your legacy unless you are we're looking at the high performance and who was the be- who was the best rugby team in the world in, in the uk 50 years ago i don't have a clue yeah the extra chiefs are fighting tooth and nail to be the best rugby team now in 50 years. No one will know.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and and this is the point is...
0: Perspective again, gosh. Oh,
1: big time. And, and it matters. You've got, you've got to make things matter. You have, you have to have some things that matter to you. And, and in the moment, especially as a 25-year-old, shit, I wanted to be the best rugby player in the world. And I wanted to win every weekend. And I wanted to be picked every weekend. I hated everyone I played against. And then after the fact now, I'm like... Pfft, I, I, I enjoy catching up with lads I used to knock heads with and having a chat with them.
0: Chris, who do you let into your circle these days? You know, what does it take to get into your inner circle and to, to earn your trust? You know what?
1: Time. 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 I, I look at it, if you, if you can fill the fingers of one hand with your true friends, you're absolutely blessed. Um, and I look at it and the inner circle, I've all got at least at least seven or eight years tenure and you know my my best mate I've known him 21 years and then my best mates because they're twins uh I've known for 28 years um and and absolutely when you have that comfort and security because I'm I'm a straight shooter and everybody's trust I trust everybody straight away on face value um and, and I will say it as I see it and and Ben Shapiro, the right-wing thinker. Facts don't care about your feelings. I just say things as I see it. And if you get upset, you get upset. But people invariably do quite enjoy my company. So yeah. to, get, to get into the sanctum, time more than anything. And I'll give anybody time, and I'll talk to everybody. And yeah. Um, yeah. one of the one of one of the one of the things that my missus absolutely hates about me, and I'm, I'm deviating slightly, but you, you've got to you've got to look up. Everybody listening, look up the Cart Narcs so in america more so than the uk people don't put their their shopping trolleys away and a man in america agent sebastian has put together the cart knocks it's a highly secretive operation highly trained agents and they go around supermarket um, car parks and they collect the shopping trolleys uh, and put them away and they shame people that aren't because it's it's, it's like it's like a, a transitory spaces airports service stations is places where no one's ever going to judge you because you you walk away and that's it done and if you if you're willing to go do you know what this is not going to benefit me in any way but it will benefit other people i'm going to put my cart away what a good thing to do whenever i go shopping i say to faye can't ask. and if there's trolleys out of the way i put them away and i hit my nadir at christmas because tesco was going crazy and people were just leaving their trolleys everywhere, and I had the kids with me, so I put them in the car, put the radio on, I said, "Hang on a minute, kids," and I spent a good twenty-five minutes rearranging the trolleys because we had the one-way system that was letting us out of the supermarket, and uh, everyone was just chucking their trolleys at the door, picking their bags, and leaving. And so I organised the trolleys, and I got, I got the, the, the the toddler trolleys, uh, the smaller little thin ones, and then the big ones, and I put them all in one place. I organised it all, and I thought, "Well done." And it was it was. There was no well, there's a benefit to me because I feel good because I'm telling you a good thing I did and that, that makes me feel nice. And I, I'll be honest, I do quite like to virtue signal, but, but ultimately if more people did things like that, it brilliant. And the car knocks, and Faye gets really embarrassed because I'll put trolleys away everywhere and I'll, I'll be running around the supermarket car park. And go, car knocks, but look it up, it's brilliant. It's really, it's really affirmation that it's good.
0: Okay, I, I will definitely do that. I want to. Um, my, I wanted to move on to talking about values and behaviours, and then you've just yeah. demonstrated exactly um, how you put those values into action. Yeah, but I, th- I
1: think that's the point. Is it, Seneca, uh, ancient philosopher, be kind for everybody's fighting a hard battle. Just be kind, and it, it, you know, the, the biggest value for me is try and be kind, um, and it's, it's. Um, Oh, who's the uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. And,
0: uh, it
1: I can't think of his name yet. Yeah, uh, so, so he he has it, and 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 Chris Voss, the the FBI negotiator, you know, Seek first to understand, and then be understood. Just be kind to everybody.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and if you go if you go out with, with with the hand of friendship, invariably, most people are pretty nice. There, there there's a few not so nice folk in the world, but even then, if you know, meet them with kindness. And and, and for me, it's become. In my forties now, it's become a really big thing for me, and, and 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 we're seeing this huge influx of awareness for mental health, which is a big thing for us all. Push kindness, push niceness. Be be kind to everybody. Yeah. Uh, and if if you can have that, you'll feel good because if you do good things, you'll feel good, and if you make someone else feel good, that's even better. Yeah. And 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 that that's just a big thing, and again, it makes you happy. And and in this in this finite period we have where within a hundred years you know you ain't no one's going to know you yeah. um so thomas aquinas see i keep dropping them to thomas aquinas now i'm i'm a theist not quite sure what denomination yet but i am if you live a godly life and there is a god how great's that you're going to inherit this kingdom of heaven or whatever it is you've got if you live a godly life and there is no god you've done good things so that's a nice way to be as well. And and, and sort of, to an extent, I, I use that morality just to try and be kind. And, and, and on the whole, it seems to work.
0: I've known you long enough to know that that's very true. You are an incredibly kind person, but going back to something you said earlier, you're also the kind of person who says it as it is. Um, yeah. You know, I know you've given me a few pep talks over the years and made and sort of challenged my own thinking about what I might be capable of. Um, but something I was talking about in the interview with Damien last week was the idea of having um, a memento mori. So having that, um, you know, having someone within your circle.
1: It's going to give you the, hum- it's going to challenge you. Uh, yeah, yeah. you.
0: Well, you, that to so, to many people, I, I know that.
1: Yeah, but, but, but the, the wee crow cap every day, you're going to die. And, and, and when you're stuck at an impasse, should I do this, shouldn't I do it? Oh, crack on. And and then, you know, if you get it wrong, got it wrong, I'll move on. And it, the, the, there's only 15 or 20 le- life lessons that really matter. And we all f- frame them in slightly different ways. And, and, and sometimes someone will frame one and it resonates with you and it sticks with you. And, and that, mem- you know, memento mori, I've got the week, it doesn't matter how you get it. But, 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 but I find that by finding these anecdotes and these quotes and these life lessons, studying them studying the people behind them understanding the provenance is a good thing it's a good activity
0: mm, i agree um chris you are a glass half full kind of guy i know that how do you keep the belief that the impossible can be done even in the face of adversity
1: um
0: can the impossible be done
1: um, no, because by by, by by virtue of the semantic, it's impossible. But um, you can dream the impossible dream. Um, no, I think things can be achieved, and it, it is it's a, Babe Ruth. It's hard to beat the person that doesn't give up. I think you know through through perseverance and persistence, invariably you, you can achieve things that perhaps you didn't think were achievable. I'm I'm a big fan of David Brailsford's incremental goal, uh, incremental uh, improvement. You know the one percenters, yeah. and I think that if if you look at if you stand there and look at climbing Mount Everest, it's bloody horrible. But if you look at walking a hundred yards and then picking your head up and having a look, and you do that twenty six two thousand six hundred times, you climb Mount Everest. So, yeah. if you break things down into manageable chunks, uh, I think I think that's one of the big things. So, I, I, I contemplate the big picture every day. Every day, I'm aware of the fact that I'm going to die. Um, my, my living experience will end. And within a hundred years, nobody will know me. Um, but then, after that, I then look at the small pieces of, of my day. And as I say, I've got my habits stacked to start my week. I'm gonna be grateful. I'm gonna get on my rowing machine. I'm gonna listen to something, improve myself. Right, I'm doing some nice things. Because mm. one of my, my father, he's got he's got a couple of quotes that he's got millions of quotes, but, but 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 two that resonate obviously is the gift is life. But also, if the meaning of life is to determine the meaning of life, then what is the meaning of life? And you know, people can respond to have a life of meaning or whatever it may be. Everyone responds in different ways. It's a cracking conversation starter. Where do you, where do you derive your meaning? Well, having having been a really high achiever for quite a while as a sportsman, and then and then when I was, I ended up pretty much running the the corporate side of the chiefs for a year. When we won the premiership and we were turning over millions of pounds, I looked and I thought, well, am I happy now? I thought. you know what, where's your happiness coming from? Does it have to come from affectations and stuff or can it come from within? And and I found that my my life, my meaning in life is just to be happy and give as much happiness as I can to those around me pretty much as much of the time. And and I'll, I'll, I'll be lying if I say I don't have bad days. I absolutely categorically have miserable days. The black dog comes and parks himself on my door and I'm full of desperation and it's shit and isn't it crap <laughs> but but the, the important thing for me is that when you have a bad day it is a bad day or is a bad sequence of time it's it's not 48 hours it's not 72 hours it's not you know 100 and whatever it may be you, you, you nail it down and, and when the next day rises you you move on and you do your habit stack and and suddenly you find it, it ain't as bad uh, Abraham Lincoln when he was the president of America uh, and he was asked for a quote this too will pass and it's one of the best you can have in the good times and in the bad times. Don't get too caught up when you're having a good time. Don't get too caught up when you're having a bad time, because it's going to move on. Transitory. One of the big things with that is to use it in good times as well, um, yes. because a, a, a lot of people will use it in a bad time, absolutely, but, but when you're having the best time. You know, we're ex-the-chiefs. We've won the premiership, and I'd, I'd hosted a room with 320 corporate guests, and I'm sat there, and we've won the prem. And there's about seven or eight of the lads that I've played rugby with have won it. And there's a, there's a group of guys in the, in the room. We had all the players that weren't selected were in the room as well. And I'm celebrating with these guys. And we've been part of the journey. And then I've just stood back and said, "Hang on, don't get too held. Don't get too caught up in this. Don't become too self-absorbed." It's lovely, and I want to enjoy it. But it, 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 it's going to move on. This, this moment will pass, and you can't have too much of a good thing. I, I refer back to the hedonistic pleasure when when we got promoted into the premiership, um, we're young man, I was, I was 30 years old. Mm. And how do you celebrate you go and get drunk? Well, we went and got drunk for four days straight. And on the fourth day, I remember sitting in Tony Rose back garden and we had a a free bar slap up buffet. He's got his clay pigeons out the back shooting. He's taking people to see his, his his collection of fire engines. You think this is going to be dinky toys. No, he's actually got fire engines. He's got a garage that's bigger than a house, uh, bigger than any house I'll ever own for the fire engines. And, and you're seeing how the other half lives. But I remember sitting looking at a pint of Guinness four days into a drinking celebration, in parentheses celebration, thinking, I hope this pint evaporates because I can't drink anymore. I just don't, don't want to do this. And I'd had too much of a good thing. The, the moment had to pass. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's little moments like that you take, you take stock of.
0: So. Uh, Chris, over Christmas, I bought this game from the School of Life. I don't know if you found that company on online yet. It's really great to check out if you haven't. But I bought this game called Philosophical Questions for Curious Minds, and it's aimed at young kids to get them thinking, get them curious, and just get them contemplating uh, about life, that kind of early introduction stage philosophy. So I'm going to pick one of these cards, just a random card to you, and I'm going to get you thinking about it as before we wrap things up today. And I'm going yes. to right here we go. Right, do you think it's better to be a smart but unhappy, b stupid but happy? And try and explain why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, ignorance is bliss. I think stupid and happy. I, I think I am. I am. I am stupid and happy. I remember. When I went for my interview, at Liverpool University Philosophy Department with Bar- Dr. Barry Dainton, and he said, "What do you know about philosophy, Chris?" And I said, "Not very much." And he said, "Ah, humility—the sign of a true philosopher." And I went, "No, Dr. Dainton, I genuinely don't know anything." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think um, it, it comes back to the the, the Mexican fisherman. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's limit your aspiration. You know, the Mexican fisherman. He's, he's fishing, and, and then the, the, the oligarch sits next to him and says, oh, you're quite good at fishing. Will you show me? And he shows him how to cast his rod, and he throws it. He goes, you know, if we got four or five rods, we could, we could catch a lot of fish, and we could probably afford to buy a boat, and then we could use your techniques and buy a fleet of boats, and, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a factory, and you could buy uh, 10 factories, and you could make a much money, so you'd never have to do anything again. Uh, and then he says, what would you do if you, if you never had to do anything again? And the Mexican fisherman said, well, I'd probably stand here and fish. And, and th- this is the whole point is I'm looking at it and for quite a long period, I was striving and working hard for, for goals and, and what have you. It was, and it was lovely. I thought, actually, do you know what? I can be happy without having to do all of that stuff. And, and I see all these people that are working and, and, and they're, they're slaving away. And, and to what goal? Like, there's some people whose purpose is absolutely their pleasure comes through the deal and the work but I think there's a lot of people who have been missold and are grafting and trying so hard to achieve things. And actually, they need to step back and go, if I, if I limit my aspirations slightly, I'll be so much happier. Um, and, and, and where I'm sat, I'm really keen to have this conversation with someone who's got a different position to me. And, and we were talking before this podcast came on about how I, I, I've got a pen friend in America and, and there's quite a few things politically we don't really agree on, but I enjoy having the conversation because we're of like minds, we're keen to have that debate. It's not a binary, I win, you lose. It's just about sharing ideas and finding this commonality, which I think more people need to do right across the board.
0: Um,
1: And and you had Adam Luther on again, who who, who is a really aspirational bloke. and I love listening to him, but ultimately he's talking about not not following the herd, uh, which so many of us do. And, And if you haven't done it, Again, I, I, I do vacillate. I go all over the show when I converse. If you haven't done it, search on YouTube how to start a movement, which is one of the best YouTube videos of all time. Um, <laughs> but, but, but you see there's a bloke and he's dancing like an absolute dingbat. You wouldn't want to dance like a dingbat, but you do it because everyone else is doing it and you see how it happens. And, and this is what we've got throughout society. Now, sometimes it's a great thing. Dancing like a dingbat at a festival, great thing. But some of the other things that we're seeing people being radicalised into or thinking they need to do because they see these perfect pictures on, on social media or they see the advertisers saying you need to have this brand new pair of 200-pound trainers or whatever it may be, just, just step back, look into yourself and go, well, what actually matters to me? What really matters? What, what, where am I going to be happy? And think about the, the finite nature of it all. And think about the legacy that's going to be left, which doesn't really last that long. So does it really matter? I go, well, you know, let's, be, let's find happiness let's find kindness let's find a bit, a bit, a bit of generosity um, and you want to have stuff absolutely Jeez, I, I, I want to have loads of stuff but, but I don't want it that much that I'm going to sacrifice my, too much of my, my happiness in the present
0: Chris thank you so much for your time no worries. I love listening to you
1: <laughs> but, uh, always keen to burn the midnight oil if anyone's listening to this they want to interact Please do get in touch in any way, especially if you've got varying opinions. I'm dead happy. I, I was the chairman of the School Debating Society for two years at Coldy Grange Grammar, and I love a good debate.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Chris. If you have a moment. Please rate and review the podcast. Your feedback is so, so valuable and helps to spread the word about our work. Um, we're mostly active on linkedin and instagram please go ahead and follow us the likes comments and shares to your stories make such a difference thank you so much for listening i hope you'll come back next friday for more and in the meantime please stay safe look out for each other and most importantly be kind